0: i personally feel like it takes some centers a long time at least four years sometimes depending on who they are so i i honestly think they should be patient with him and you know if they bring him up that's fine or or give him a two-way i still want him in the organization
1: so bonuses extension plus the 12 million of Rashawn plus the 17 million of monk like that gives them a little bit more room that way um where I could see that where that was appealing.
2: I'm super excited to see what Domas has. Um, But yeah, over-under, man, it's a coin flip. I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, just give me in the playoffs. I'll take the seventh seed or the sixth or whatever we got to do to just get another playoff series and keep this thing going.
0: Welcome to Sports Ethos Sacramento Kings. I'm your co-host, Daly. I'm joined with my other co-host, the OG, Jill. What's going on? Hey, guys. And we're also joined by uh, one of the co-hosts of the Beam Unit, Naima. What's going on?
3: What's up, y'all? All
0: All right, so do I have to start my... uh, sign Mike Dom agenda right now because I want to push that. (laughs) People say he's one-dimensional and he can only shoot threes, but my goodness, I mean, he had four blocks today, and every time I watch him, he does good things. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm always watching Keon or Colby on the defensive end, and and it's said that Mike Dom is a turnstile, but he's always blocking shots every time I watch him.
1: I did not know he had that in him. But I was listening to an interview that he did. I think it was after last game. Um, and he said that that was kind of what they said about him coming out of college and then going pro in Europe. Like, he's lost weight and has had to, you know, he's older and has adjusted his body. And so he thinks that he's more athletic than people give him credit for. And I would say that tonight definitely <laughs> proved that. Um so he didn't just speak
0: it, but he was about it. Well, he's been blocking shots all summer league. So I, I think he has good timing for real. And because I don't know if it's because of how he looks, but everyone seems to challenge him and then they learn and, and find out the hard way. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, Naeem I think he take over- would oh, like his verti- uh,
1: verticality.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Exactly. He if he if he comes in and and gets some meaningful minutes and and has a game like that, he would definitely get the DPOG DPOG chain uh, for sure. Naima, any takeaways from this game?
1: I mean, I, like I was saying earlier, I'm such a fan of Jordan Ford. It's like he just knows how to run an offense, and like his calm presence on the floor um, really helped with the Kings. Like he was getting O'Connell open, he hit some great shots. Um, he was getting himself some um, great. Uh, what is it called runs to the rim. So yeah, really big fan of Jordan Ford.
0: Well, here's my question then since Jill's here and everyone's here, and this is for everyone, especially when we open up the mics in about 10 to 15 minutes with Jordan Ford balling out in, in, I would say most of the Kings fan base is a fan of him. And then Harry Giles having a workout. Namias Kata has not been offered a contract yet. I don't know if that's the right wording, Jill, what do we do with our last roster spot?
1: Well, we have the two-way plus we have two open spots. Um, but I don't know how you don't give Jordan Ford at least something at this point. Um, I'd be perfectly fine giving him the last two-way spot. And, you know, I, and I think that would be more than fair for, you know, considering he's going to be the third guard, right? Um or at least that would kind of be what you're assuming his title will be. But that allows him to spend 50 games with, you know, the big group, but also still do what he did last year in Stockton and kick ass down there, um, you know, and get the minutes. But I think that would be fair. If you're looking to give um, Nimi finally that shot, I think that would make sense of giving Jordan that two-way and and giving um, Kata that that roster spot if that's something that, that they were um, still looking at. I mean, I thought Kata actually, you know, I thought watching him in Sacramento and then in Vegas, I felt like he was one where he looked better every game. And that's what you want to see from guys as well. And so um, I don't really know what, what else Kata could do to get a chance at this point. Like to me, it's either give him the shot or you move on. Like, I don't, I know he has one more year left in him, but I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at, at least when it comes to those two. Um, and then you can also invite some of these guys, right? Like they're at what, how many roster spots they're at? You can bring 21 now because there's three, two ways. Instead of 20 to camp, you can now have 21. So, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to invite some of these guys to camp and and then let them fight it out. Um for those last two spots too. If, if you do give Jordan that two way, um, that leaves two spots open for guys to fight it out. Um, even Dom, like I would look at giving him if he's interested in not going overseas and staying here, I'd give him an exhibit 10. Cause then that basically lets him come to camp. But that also then, um, goes towards signing him in Stockton. So, um, they have options. You know
0: well of Doms yeah if if Dom's shot blocking is real if that's a real thing that could translate to the league he's literally the stretch four <laughs> that we need I mean granted it's it's not sexy it's it's not you know the stretch big that you know I envision the Kings having you know I I wanted Nasri, just to be clear but if it's real then yeah I, I, I kind of want to see where we could go with him um, and then also, uh, I'm such a fan of Keon Ellis. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him converted to a regular contract. Um, and then I, I really got hyped when I saw Nikias Duncan's tweet today where he's like, Keon Ellis is an NBA player. I'm like, yeah, I agree. You know, So it, it's, it's really interesting to see what they're going to do next. Um, so, Jill, you're at the California Classic, and I'm sure you've watched all the Summer League games, um. first question is uh, what do you think of the team overall in our youngs and then also is Keegan's leap real
1: um I personally am not putting that pressure on Keegan like it was summer league he came out and did everything I'd absolutely want to see of him um I I know the one thing nice for Keegan last year was, right, he didn't have that pressure on him. Like, I get it now. There's different expectations, and with the team making the moves they did, like, it's very clear that they're expecting him um, to do this. If he if he continues to improve like he's doing, there's no reason why that leap shouldn't be real, right? I mean, um, I, I just don't see how it wouldn't be. But I also realize it's his second year and I'm not gonna, you know, put crazy expectations on um the kid either. And and I just hope that it right that he keeps going in that upward trajectory. Like as long as he does that, the kings are gonna be you right like the kings are in good hands um when it comes to that stuff. Uh I went with my nephew and his favorite part was he just got to yell Murray a bunch of times. And so that, that was the highlight of seeing honestly, like how excited he was um, and just getting to do all those Murray chants. Um, that was kind of what it was about for me there. Um, I, It was pretty clear that the team kind of struggled a little bit once Keegan was gone because he was such a focal point, right? Those first two games. But I think that um, even though right we we saw some losses, I think guys started getting a little bit more comfortable, and you saw Jordan Ford absolutely like pick it up, um, and kind of take that leadership role to me like no problem, which I think was nice to see. I thought Colby Jones looked like what you thought he would look like, and so that was that was exciting for me. Um, Slauson, at times, I wish he would shoot the ball a little bit more. Like I get, he's very much like, I was a fan of him, right. Coming out. He's very much a connector piece. And also to that extent, like, I think he buys that role. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that works with the rest of the, um, with the Stockton guys. But I thought there were times where he kind of forced it a little bit too much in the passing, um, instead of just putting up the shot. But I mean, and, and he also spoke to how he right like he was nervous, and he had the nerves, and so um, I can understand that as well, but I think overall, like from what I wanted to see from the players like individually, I saw it, it was nice that Kessler had a a good game um today, his defense has always been good, right, and he had he'd been rebounding, but we saw a bit more on offense this game, and I felt like uh his aggression was kind of there more at the beginning and he kind of got in, um, a decent rhythm. And so that might've helped a little bit, but, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, it's summer league and, uh, it's, they kind of look like what I expected them to look like. So, um, and I think Jamal Crawford tonight said it, said it best was that, the Kings like were getting guys based on how they could see them fitting into their system. It wasn't guys going out there trying to make making a name for themselves. It was, we could use this kind of guy, we could use this kind of guy, we could use this role kind of guy. Um, and they're trying to build players in that. And like they mentioned, that's what a lot of these good teams do. And so I think if they keep doing that and keep using Stockton in that sense – of trying to build their connector pieces that way, then um, that's only going to lead to really good things for this grip as well.
0: Well, overall, I love how we, we kind of have a summer league death lineup of Keon, Jordan Ford, Colby Jones, and then Kessler. Whenever they're on the floor together, good things happen. Um, granted, Colby Jones was out, and we were still able to get a 19- to nothing run or something like that and then back to keegan though um when you see articles or even video pieces about him where they're saying oh is keegan uh the third star i mean do you kind of say like hold up can we can we hold off on that
1: i mean that's only me just trying to protect the kid but i know very much like that's what the team thinks i mean that's that's what they're expecting and that's what they genuinely view for him so to me, just loving the kid, like, I hope that he can live up to those expectations. But I also understand that it's year two, right? Like, I'm I'm, I'm going to give the kid time. And if it doesn't totally, right, that stardom doesn't happen this year, um, I just don't want to see people, you know, going negative with it if it's, you know if it's still a trajectory up, but it's not like as fast as people are expecting, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I'm glad you're neutral. Cause if you heard us, like, I mean,
1: and I, like I said, I hope for, you know, I hope that he does. I just, with how crazy everyone's going on it. Like I, I just hope that, you know, people don't go crazy if it, you know, it takes, Slower than two years, right? For it to happen, <laughs> right? Well, I, I, like I was saying, was. I'm
0: getting, <laughs> I'm glad you're neutral about it because if you heard us talking Tuesday night, you could have sworn we were, we, we were like, yeah, Keegan's going to be kawaii in in two years. And yeah, we got out of hand, and, and which is fun. Yeah, he I, very we had a good time he, talking. Who, about I
1: it. mean, who knows? But yeah, it's just, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying, to, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm just thinking ahead about him and used to you know things not totally going um how everyone thinks they're gonna go so just trying to pump the brakes a little bit
0: <laughs> right you gotta stay neutral that's how I feel um and then with Kata I personally feel like it takes some centers a long time at least four years sometimes depending on who they are so I I honestly think they should be patient with him and you know if they bring him up that's fine, or or give him a two-way. I still want him in the organization. I would hate for him to leave us and then suddenly ball out in two years. I hate it when that happens.
1: They they always say bigs take longer. And honestly, I, promotion would be going to that third backup role, right? Like that's, to me, that's a normal trajectory of, of building a guy through a two-way spot of the next spot being, you know, you're that third guy. Like I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that
0: yeah 100%. Um, so
1: and and then right and then he's able to learn from Sabonis and Len. Even if he's not getting the minutes, at that point he's there and he's with as much as the kings are practicing. Um I think he'd be learning a lot at this point. Last year I thought they did exactly what they needed to do. Like he needed those minutes. Like he needed to still be down there. Um they still had him working on his body and different things um that it just seems like the next trajectory if you're gonna go there then he goes to that to that third spot and he's you know now spending as much time as he can you know absorbing things from sabonis and len um and the rest of the coaching staff and then you can still send him down to play games down there too like that that's you know even if you're on the big squad they can still send you down there for minutes and things like that if needed
0: well, if he's not a foul machine, he's exactly what we need. He has the size and athleticism. Um, yeah, as long as he keeps his fouls down, I don't see the problem. And then, uh, like you were saying, when they're uh, practicing or in training camp, that's iron sharpens iron. I, I think there's no way he can't get better uh, Yeah, and at some point Len. you're
1: going to have to throw him in there and see, like, is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Like, at, at some point they're going to have to – to give them the shot and make the decision um, how they want to keep going with it.
0: Right on. And I want to shout out everyone who's here and I, I do see some requests. We're going to open the mics up in about five to 10 minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things, you know, I'm sorry, Deuce and Mo slash podcast style. Um, and then Jill, I wanted to ask you about any about just free agency and period league wide and in, in the extensions that people got any notable things uh, to you that stood out.
1: Um, well, I will say that on, um, the website today, I know the Kingston announced anything, but they, um, according to, um, uh, it says that Sasha like officially signed his three year deal. I know that he was back in Europe and that he was having to deal with, um, you know, like they had the payouts and stuff like that with his other team and things like that. But, um, at least according to to um spot rack or Sporack rack or however they pronounce it um that it says the official transaction happened. So I guess we'll find out um but just if something notable that that popped up today um that that happened so I know that was kind of one of the things we were waiting on. Um I don't know. I don't think that there was anything that really surprised me. Um I know, like, as soon as the trade happened, a lot of people were expecting, um, you know, a big splash. Uh, But local media kind of was consistently the whole time saying they were looking at, you know, an OG trade or it was a Sabonis and Barnes-type move. So um, I was totally surprised there. Um, I'm more so surprised, I guess, that of, like, how they find everybody to where um, it kind of took some of the caps like space away, I would say. Um, but that's also depending on how they want to handle these last two roster spots where if they don't feel like there was a guy out there worth giving $5 million in one of those last two spots because they don't see that person being a rotation piece or something like that, like, I guess I can understand that. Um, but Monty's also been very vocal about being the, uh, you know, maintain (laughs) and improve. And so, you know, signing Sabonis wasn't a surprise to me. Um, Barnes, I think they got him in the range that they were looking at getting him. Um, And, you know, if they're looking at paying Monk next year, right, where they can offer him that 17 million plus, not having Holmes, um, you know, Rashawn's 12 million on the books next year. You know, can help going towards that of, you know, where their starting salary is and then going out and paying 17 million without having some bonuses extension, plus the 12 million of Rashawn, plus the 17 million of Monk. Like that gives them a little bit more room that way Um, where I could see that where that was appealing I'm not totally sold that like that was the moved the whole time. I think if Murray was there, they probably would have taken Murray and gone a different route. So, um, you know, I think that maybe that was plan B and just how it played out. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised maybe, I guess at some of the other teams, like some of the big numbers that were coming out where I was like, yeah, I'm happy. We didn't give that away. Um, so there was, there was that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, so I would say when it comes to the Kings, I don't think nothing really surprised me. But when it went to some of the other salaries that were going out, um, I thought the Kings kind of dodged some bullets there.
0: Yeah, so Keith Smith uh, put out that tweet where he was listing all the teams and how much money they had left. And then he put us at 7.7. There are like three or four teams that had seven point seven. Which was 7 Sasha's Yeah. one, and so. Yeah. So that's yeah. going to go to Sasha, and so now we just have like vet minimums,
1: two minimums. Yep.
0: Okay, which is fine. So what yep. that means we're probably just going to end up getting, you know, yeah, TJ Dozier's of the unless world, Unless somehow right? they
1: sign like TD back. I mean, because you could then you know give him more. Um, other than that, it's yeah, that's really what they have is is the minimum, and it, and it's important to remember where the vet minimum it's. On how many years those guys have in the league, right? Like Alex Len, his vet minimum was like three points something because he's a 10 year vet. So um, the vet minimum is different kind of for each player depending on their circumstance, if that makes sense. Right, right. So just to make that clear, where it's like, oh, you know, I could see people being like, oh, Alex Len got that much, but it was like, well, he got that much at a minimum deal.
0: So just for vibes alone, uh, you would want Harry Giles back, right
1: oh i I mean, I wish nothing best for that kid, like I mean, and when he's healthy, like he does fit what this group does. um I know Sean mentioned in the interview like the Kings didn't have anybody there, but that also could just be because I mean he's been around the group as well, like we know you know he came to the playoffs and things like that that they might just feel like they know him. Or they're really just not that interested. I, I don't know. But I really hope his body to me, his legs look bigger, like they look like they have more muscle. And I know he even mentioned in that interview that he's older and he's kind of learned how to, you know, take better care of his body and things like that. And and right, and you now are in a twenty five year old body. And so um I just hate injuries taking guys out of out of it's not right. It's not like, because the talent's not there. Like it's it's, right. I hate it when injuries take guys out. And so the talent has never been a question for him. It's just, can he stay on the floor? And I really, whether it's the Kings or somebody else, like I really just hope someone gives that guy a shot because if he can stay on the court, like he'll be in the league, right? Like he, he should be there. So um, I would love to see him get a lot, a last opportunity
0: yeah whether here or anywhere else, yeah for sure
1: I mean it would be awesome if it was here I just don't yeah um I'm just not sure about what this group ever feels you know with them so
0: about a month ago uh Vegas posted the Kings win total at forty five and then DraftKings, just a few days ago has them at forty three point five um What do you guys think about that? And then I'm going to let people in. If you guys want to talk, feel free to request.
1: I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's better than the low 30s they've been giving them. But I also think that because they didn't really make any splashy moves, um, that they also don't really know if this team's going to, you know, regress or be the same or, you know what I mean? Like, I can just see them not believing it until they continue to do it for – you know multiple years in a row which which I understand but I always love betting on them because you know I I always expect them to go over you know whatever the total that they end up giving them you know is Yeah same here I don't really pay attention to those numbers at all cuz I'd rather just watch the f- season first um but it, it honestly doesn't really mean nothing to me
0: Yeah if anything I thought it was generous considering our reputation. So in a way we actually gained respect uh, with our performance in the playoffs and just getting there and how we did during the regular season. So, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it. and I know They some gave us, I like, think,
1: what was it, like a 10-game bump compared to last year. So, oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's something.
0: And I know there's some people out there that are like, no, it should have been 50 and all that. And it's like, that's fine. But the West is a freaking shark tank. That's all I have to say. Uh, everybody improved and, and, and all those – Lottery teams are going to be uh, pretenders, I think. Uh, I think OKC looks scary. I think uh, the Rockets with an organizer and, and Fred Van Vleet and a real coach, uh, I think, you know, there's no nights off, I don't think.
1: Yeah, and to me, next year, like, I know everyone's expecting, like, up to me, it's just, whatever you have to do, make the playoffs. I don't care where you fall, just get in the playoffs. Like, it's, like you mentioned, it's, it's there's going to be – there's no easy. Like there's no easy in the West. There never is. Um, Just get in the playoffs and then let the chips fall where they may from there.
0: Yeah, and I love how we're the type of team to not take a night off. We're, we're always – especially like, you know, Domas being one of our leaders, he gives like 150% every game, which you can't say that about um, some stars out there. Ross, it's been a minute, man. How are you?
2: Yo, what's up, everybody? How you guys doing, man? We're good. Um, Yeah, it's kind of tough to on the over-under thing because I look at, like, last season, and last season was, like, almost, like, two different seasons. It was the first half where we were just trying to struggle to find chemistry and figure out what works, and, like, the West seemed so daunting, and all these teams were, like, so much better than us and scary. And then we, like, flipped this switch, and it was, like, really felt like we were one of the two or three best teams in the West. Um, and I know it was like some injury stuff, but it was also just because the way we were playing, like the team, you know, Sabonis was so solid. You could just count on him every single night. I know a lot of people are like kind of upset with how he performed in the playoffs, but the reason I, you know, think he struggles you're you're going against Draymond and Looney who have been in the playoffs and probably either in the finals or the Western conference finals for basically a decade straight. So when they show up to the playoffs, they're not double thinking anything. They're not second guessing. They're just like, this is just another day at the office. If anything, they're like ramped up and like, this is the real season. Let's go. So I'm super excited to see what Domas has, um, but yeah over under man it's a coin flip i agree with what you guys are saying like just give me in the playoffs i'll take the seventh seed or the sixth or whatever we got to do to just get another playoff series and keep this thing going um i wanted to say one thing about the uh keegan being the third star is um i mean we have domos and fox and they're like really solid and when you look at third stars on most teams they're not these like guys that were thinking about oh my god he's the third star it's like it's a Chris Bosh or it's a Drew Holiday who are really really good players but they're you're not asking them to do like three or four things. You're asking a guy like Bosh to rebound and you know do the dirty work. You're asking Holiday to just guard the defender and you know hit a three every now and then but I feel be like that our main
1: consistent third guy every night.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you don't need anybody to be like we don't even need him to score I mean, 20 points a game would be nice, but we don't need him to score 25. That's probably, like, if he's scoring 25, you're talking about, like, is he as good as Fox and Domus? And then that's just a good problem to have.
0: But, well, um, I think, yeah, I, I yeah. think he'll
2: come along fine. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see his progress, and I think he kind of knows he doesn't need to be better than Fox and Domus. Just go out there and be the third or fourth guy. He, he doesn't seem like he
0: wants that anyways. And I think Luke Locke said it perfectly in in one of the earlier interviews, where he's like, "Yeah, Keegan doesn't have to do that much considering our talent on the team." He's like, "Yeah, just a step back every now and then, put the ball on the floor every now and then, uh, you know, give us a midi, score at all three levels." But it's not like he doesn't have to do all that mm-hmm. every time. So yeah, perfect.
2: He he seems like a playoff guy too. Like those those last three or four games in the playoffs, he. Took him a second, but after that, you could see that he's like, okay, I'm for the big moment, man. Like, so it's good to know that you have another guy that's like, you know, not really afraid of those lights and gonna let it fly. But appreciate y'all, man. Sounding great. Love the show, y'all.
0: Thanks, Russ. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I, I just love that Keegan's, we can say that Keegan's a playoff performer. Uh, the first two or three games were rough, but then he, he totally came through. And it's like, now it's like, I'm waiting for Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes. I need them to step up during the playoffs and we're gonna to have to see.
1: Yeah, and I mean and right, he continues to show like he doesn't run from the work, right? Like he he understands um what the the organization wants from him, like and he wants it just as much. But I mean how often do you hear about, right, second-year players staying in, right, their team city and not, you know, going back home and enjoying things? Like, I think he said he went back for maybe a week and then it was like he was back in Sacramento and has spent, you know, every day with, with Fox and the Fox family. Like, it's – he genuinely is buying in and trying to to build something and to even – like they've said, right, get his body, like, uh, you know, more ready now that you have a year under you because, you know, you hear about guys and, um, you know, their first year and, and trying to keep their legs under them, right, going from college to that. And I thought even his rookie year he did such a great job of that. And so it's just even more so, um, you know, and, and we finally have rookies, right, who can – like lean on actual leaders, right, of of what they need to do um, to take these next steps and and how to build themselves where um, I think it was on the, the Kings Beat podcast yesterday, they were talking about Harry Giles and when he came in, right, and how he really didn't have that vet to lean on. There were nine first and second year players on that team and you don't have, right, those vets who are telling you, like, this is what you should be doing and this is how you should take care of yourself. And, you know, this is how you're going to prolong yourself in this league. And, you know, even, you know, Harry in his interviews, have since said that, like he's had to, you know, learn the hard way, right. With mistakes and, and what he should have done. Um, and so to me, it's just, it's nice that Keegan and any young player coming in here, like they have guys and even Barnes being here, right. Like they have those guys that are looking out for him and, and are, you know, grooming them of, of how to be a vet in this league and, and how to last um, not just on the court but, like, off the court and what you can do, you know, for yourself to, to keep it going.
0: And not to mention just having a coach like Mike Brown. I always say, imagine what Fox would be right now if he had Mike Brown in his rookie year. So I think that's yeah. phenomenal. And then, uh, you know, I know some people say that Harrison Barnes wasn't the sexy signing that they wanted, but his experience and in, in what he does for the locker room and bench for our youngs is invaluable. I think so.
1: Yeah, I think is this funny, is a great like, place when to you, be. When you hear fans talk about it, and then when you actually listen to all the ex players, right, who are you know give their opinions, whether in summer league or. Um, you know, on TV, podcasts, all that—like they've all been nothing but. You know, the Kings continue to do the right thing with Harrison Barnes, um, and keeping him around. And so I always, I always feel like that's interesting when you hear it from, you know, a player perspective and their view on it, and then you hear, you know, fans more of like the emotional side of of it. If that makes sense. Oh, there you go. There you got the per transaction list. The King signed Sasha, like we said.
0: Bung, what's going on? Sorry about that.
3: No, I just wanted to join to share that because I saw James put that up 10 minutes ago. Um, Yeah, Sasha, if it's to what we'd heard before, it's like $7.5 right? 21 over three years. And I think he's going to give this starting lineup a run for their money and is going to not be on this bench very long. Um, and I, I mean, I just looking at the caliber of score he is over in the Euro league, I think there's no way he doesn't at least, you know, he's going to be at least a starter in this league, if not a future star. And, and having him on this level of bargain, I think is something we're going to look back on, you know, in a couple of years, we're only paying that guy how much. And like, this is a window that I think needs to be capitalized on. Like, we don't need to rush into anything. We got to see how this season goes and how he fits and all that. But these next couple of playoff runs, I think we're going to be, uh, Vicious.
0: And Bunga, I know you've watched a few games of Sasha, right?
3: Uh, I won't. I won't say I've watched like full games, but like yeah, I've been looking at clips of his back when we made that trade. Last, like, you guys remember what what this was all over? People were screaming, "Oh, we drafted!" uh hardy the guy that went to dallas I remember his first name right. hardy right and we're freaking out oh we traded away our picks again oh it's cash considerations or you know this this all bullshit again like they you know they're just trading away shit because they don't want to deal with like and that's not true like this was a smart move by monty to cash in on two seconds in a draft that i don't know if it was that deep Unlike like it's not like this last year like this draft there were a lot of good second round picks last year was like you know some um so you move those for the rights to you know, you, you probably weren't going to have room for those second round picks, picks anyways, like in the squad that you had. So hold on to an asset for a year and bring him in later and you've got him on this great deal contract and no one's looking at it. And look at the the like two years. In, he was top five in MVP when we got him right. And then he wins the MVP the next year. And like this number, like I've been saying it to people I work with who like don't maybe aren't Kings fans or like don't follow or whatever. I'm like, dude, 275 points. 26 dribbles. And people are like, "What?" Like they don't even understand what I'm saying. Cuz that number that's crazy. That's insane. And and it's cuz he's got a very unique play style and he fits in with two ball handlers at both ends of the floor. He's going he's going to be perfect.
0: And then defensively, when I see him, I don't see like a below average athlete. I I think he has average or a little bit above average athleticism and and I feel like there's this weird rumor that he's going to be this traffic cone on defense and you Not everyone's Paul George on every team. You know what I mean? And we're not going to have him on that type of player anyway. If he can so, play the
1: team defense, he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, he can. That's what he I can. think.
3: He's so smart to his movement off the ball and like where he'll come in and get rebounds or little touches here and there. He's not, I'm not, I don't think he's going to be a lockdown dude on the perimeter. Like, I don't think he's going to be a slouch either, but he's, he's, he has a level of like smart and motion to him that reminds me of the way Jokic does stuff where like, you know, Jokic, you're like, is he shooting or is he just throwing the ball? And I showed some clips of Vezenkov to my roommate who doesn't watch basketball at all. And he immediately was like, this dude's different. Like he throws the ball like that. And he said that I thought of Jokic. I was like, "He, he has, he's not Jokic, of course, he's not that passer, but there's a way, this instinct that he has and this natural motion he uses with the ball that is very unique.
0: Well, considering Kings fans were in love with Rashawn's push shot at his peak, Sasha has the quickest little mid-range release thing that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's so quick. So all we have to do is just get a rebound, throw it to him. If he has any space, it's a done deal.
1: Yeah, and I'll say I think with Duarte, because we haven't talked about him yet, Like I I loved that low-risk signing because I think that could end up paying off if he ends up he stays healthy and he does what he did in year one you got an absolute steal for two second round picks um and i think he fits what this group is is going for um but when you look at duarte and you look at sasha just basketball iq wise i mean with with how these guys are on the court i think you got better over it and metu like and that's right like if those are who you're replacing I do think that, like, you can say that they're more two-way, right? Like, two-way players of the game than than the other two. And so, um, yeah, like, if you hit on those two guys, um, then I, yeah, then, then you've improved, right? Like, then you were, they might be small in the transaction world when it comes to, to free agency, but the impact they can have on the floor can be much more than, than what people are expecting.
0: Well, I said like a year ago on your pet podcast, Jill, where where it's like, you know, I love seeing teams with experience play like they have some telepathic bond. Right. And so we know that Duarte and Sabonis have that. I cannot wait to hear the microphones pick up a little bit of Spanish when they're talking to each other on the floor. Um, and they're going to have that. The, the way that Herter and Domas play off each other, we're, it's going to be the same thing with he and,
1: and I was going to say, Duarte. his numbers, his freshman year, I mean, his, sorry, his rookie year, um, were almost spot on to what Kevin Herter did with Sabonis last year. Like, yeah, they very much had that. Um, and and Duarte, like, even had some really good passing to his game there, too, and and rebounding, so... I do think that he does have more um, overall game, I would say, you know, to himself as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think if he even if he just stays healthy and plays at that level in his rookie year, bargain, right? I total bargain. He's on his rookie contract, so it's going to be all good to go. And I'm sorry, guys, as an old Francisco Garcia fan, I just love the fact that we have another player with a Dominican accent now so for for those post game pressers they're going to be so beautiful i, I cannot wait it's a beautiful day uh, if you guys have any more uh pressing comments or questions or topics uh, feel free to request and talk i'm going to close up shop in probably five to ten minutes so feel free to request uh thanks everyone for coming through we appreciate you feel free to request y'all And then Sonia, thank you always for uh, supporting Torino. What's happening, um, Alan Call? I'm surprised you're on here. I thought you'd be recovering from your your summer league journey. Uh, Joseph, what's up? Jum, Brian, Tyler, Justin, Ray, Shiva, Brad. Uh, thanks for coming through. We appreciate you. Bung, go for it.
3: I just want to ask Jill. Is there any truth now, both Kyle Draper and there was whoever, I don't remember who it was. There was a female play-by-play who both said that Nemias is signed two ways. We've had this rumor come out a couple of times. Is there any truth to what he's, has he signed anything? Is there any indication?
1: I haven't, I haven't officially heard that from, from, from anybody. No. Um, to me, it seemed like a slip up on, on air just because, It hasn't been anywhere else. Um, And I know that even people that reached out to the Kings, like they didn't even get answers back to it. So um, I, yeah, I, to me, it just seems like it's just that weird limbo. Like they're trying to figure out, do they want to give them the two way? Do they want to give them um, the roster spot? And I also don't know like what kind of conversations they had in like, did he have to show something, you know, during this summer league to, to get one, you know, to one or the other? Um, but I didn't see what Draper said, so I'm not sure um, about that one. But at least to me, a couple days ago, it seemed like um, she might have misspoke there. But again, like, I don't know. But I will say, like, it's not on any kind of transaction wire um, where, like, the NBA has, like, a list of transactions. Like, it's not on there. Um so unless it's like a verbal of something, um, I haven't heard about it.
3: Do you think it's more about the Kings deciding how they're going to do it, or more about like is Nimi saying like I want a roster spot? Like you yeah, know, they is they just...
1: could have offered the two, and he could be saying like he could have said I want I want to work for that that roster spot. It was hard to tell in the interviews um, when they were talking to him of of which one it actually was because he talked about being in limbo. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard one because we, we can't really kind of get any clarity from anybody, um, outside that one comment, but he does have one additional year. If, if it ends up happening, like he does have one more year that they can put him on it. So, um, yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, I just, it hasn't been listed on any of the, of the official stuff. And in the back channels, I haven't had anybody be able to confirm anything. So, um... so
3: when you're saying one more year, though, is that just like a team option, or can he be like? No, no, no. no.
1: Like it. it's uh, he has one more year to guys can play um, three years on a two way, and so he has one more year of eligibility to be able to to get a two way spot if they went that route. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, totally. So he could okay. be he could. If he gets a two-way, he could be like, mm, he could leave, right? As oh, that's a possibility.
1: It, I mean, he'd have to sign it. Like if if they give him for a two-way, like it's you're on a two-way unless that team promotes you. As far as I know, I don't think a team can poach you like from another team's two-way, um, unless they ask to be released and then go sign an actual spot somewhere else. But um, I know the qualifying offer that he got was like, right. Based on that two way spot last year. Um, but yeah, everyone I've talked to, like nobody has any idea of which way it's going. Just that it's, he could sign the two way cause he has one more year of eligibility left. Or is he going to be that, that third string, you know, center finally this year. Um, But, yeah, I only say in terms of, like, on the NBA transaction list that they have to report, um, there's nothing on there about him actually signing anything.
0: So, Bung, if you're Monty, what are you doing? Are you signing Kata? Are you signing Harry Giles? What's your take?
3: If I would imagine what's happening right now is if they went, yo, we like you, we want you here. We're definitely going to put you on another two-way at least. But we could give you a roster spot if other things don't work out. So we're going to leave you in limbo because that might be better for you. That's what I'm imagining is happening right now. And so you yeah, go, hey, and that very I... well
1: could be it. Yep. I mean, that very well could be it that they have that understanding.
3: So yeah, I mean, if I can get Harry Giles, I'm putting Harry in a roster spot, and I'm and I'm putting Nimi back in the two-way for one more year. If he's cool, you know, and I'm assuming he's cool with that and gets it, and we still technically have two roster spots, right? I don't know if we want two more bigs in the roster, but they could both go in there and you put Jordan Ford on the third two-way, right?
0: In my dom? I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, they, they,
1: they have one roster, or they have two roster spots open and one um one two-way left. And then they also, you can have up to 21 so that they can sign guys to exhibit 10s to bring them into camp, which means that that contract can be converted into a two-way or you have essentially first rights to sign them to Stockton if they choose to take it.
3: Yeah, I would... Which is what they did
1: with Jake Stevens. So, like, they signed him to an Exhibit 10 deal.
0: So, do you guys think Keon should stay put or do you think he should get bumped up a little bit?
1: I will say they kind of made it known to him that... He signed the two-way, but as long as there's still roster spots open, he has the ability to, to like, to fight for it. If that makes sense, fight, fight, in camp and prove, like, continue to prove that you deserve one of those spots. They can convert them, and then you sign somebody else to a two-way.
0: I really you do know mind. that
1: those conversations were open.
0: Yeah, I, I would not mind Keon Ellis on the on the main roster. And he's sure.
1: open either way. Like he's he's happy to be back, and um, he's all in on that.
0: Nice, Joseph. It's been a minute, and, and guys, I think after Joseph, uh, we're gonna close up shop. Show so, Joseph, what's up?
4: Yo, what's up, man? Uh, uh yeah, good game. Uh, I didn't watch all of it. Uh, I was working, um, but I caught some of it. Uh, it. Looked like Kessler Edwards had a great game. Uh, eighteen eight, almost a double double. I really like what I what I've seen from him. Um and as far as roster spots go, I, I really hope Jordan Ford is uh at least on a two way. Uh I I fell in love with that guy like twenty minutes into the first like California classic game. Um I just I I love how he plays. Um how he, he's a bucket, uh, you know, good like floor general kind of guy. He could do worse for a third option, you know, point guard. Um and yeah, uh, if 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 I had the choice between like Giles or Keda, uh, um, that's a real uh, that's like choosing between your children, man. Um, I think I'd go with Giles. I don't have kids, so I I actually don't know how that wouldn't go, but uh, I'd imagine it'd be a difficult choice. But I, I I'd choose Giles. Um, and yeah, I just like I'm like you, man. I just want everybody like just put everybody uh, on a ten day or whatever or, or exhibit ten or whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and for anyone that didn't watch the game, Jordan Ford confirmed that Jamal Crawford did end up following him on social media.
0: Oh, that's hilarious! And, and by <laughs> the way, that was a pleasure to listen to them with. Uh, it
1: was. I wanted so Jamal good. Crawford on a bench. I mean, that to have that—if you could have him as a player development coach—he would be so good for so many young players.
0: Um.
4: Was uh, Kobe Jones injured or just took a hard fall? Or
0: Yeah, he it? took a hard fall, and he had stiffness, so they're probably checking Yeah, I him
1: don't out. think they were going to risk anything. Oh,
0: yeah, I just hope everything's
4: good with him because he's been really impressive too.
0: Oh, yeah, and and hopefully he gets minutes this year. He does all the right things. And I said uh, on the last show, if he's like 75% of, of a Bruce Brown we won, you know what I mean? We, he's a steal.
1: And the fact that you were able to get him on that new um, second round pick exception um, is amazing where you were able to sign him to that four year deal, right? That's new for a second round pick. And it doesn't count against your cap until as long as you sign it before, I think it was before um, July. It was, July something, like it doesn't hit your cap until July thirtieth. So it allows you to still do all your other moves and it doesn't hit you until then, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Um I think so they yeah, said it, that
1: there were like twelve players um out of thirteen second round picks that were signed, twelve of them were signed to that new exception.
0: So we were the first one it's, it's to use cool that.
1: Thing. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's a cool um new little option for teams.
0: Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, stopping by.